All right, Chavra, good evening. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's begin. So we're picking up tonight the Mirat Hashem on page 27. So if you remember again, remember again two weeks ago, we didn't have Shir last week, last week, we didn't have Shir last week, but um, two weeks ago when we were learning the Piazetzna, so we began Oz Yud Aleph. And Kidarko Bakodesh, the Piazetzna is trying, we'll remember again, at the end of the day, right, if you were to frame what's the entire mission of the Piazetzna, what's his mission? In this Sefer, what's his mission? To transform us from what? Mm-hmm. From Avadim into Badim. Good. From, right, from servants into sons. That's, that's the, from servants into sons. That's the entire Avoda. So remember again, the Piaget's then Osir Aleph highlighted the idea. Highlighted the idea. I can't sit next to two therapists. It's very, it's very scary for me. You're going to be analyzing. Yeah, I'm going to be analyzing everything. All right, good. Thank you. I could probably use that more, actually. Than, uh, is, it, is it intervention? Intervention. It's been years coming, by the way. Okay, good. So, so remember again, an Osid Aleph. They're extra, they're extra swarm over there. Also, I didn't make copies in that, but they're swarm. So, so we'll see. If you remember again, so in Osiud Aleph, in Osiud Aleph, the Piazetz was speaking to us about feelings, about feelings, and speaking about really and emotions, and emotions, and speaking about the idea that often feelings and emotions are how the Neshama communicates with us. And the challenge in life is that sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel, right? We have, we have an experience, an emotional experience, and then what happens? I hear it. But I choose not to listen to it, right? And I and I don't I don't allow myself. What the Piaget essentially says is I don't allow myself to feel my feelings. So they come, they go. Remember again the example the Piaget they gave. Good. Okay. Good. 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 So the the example the example the example that the Piaget they gave was that sometimes, again, you know, if you could imagine that emotions are this deep, this deep river, this deep river, and sometimes all we do is we just wade into the shallow waters. Because we're, again, as we saw in Osir Aleph, we're afraid to let ourselves feel. We're afraid to let ourselves feel because if we let ourselves, thank you, if we let ourselves feel, we might discover all kinds of things about ourselves and we might discover more Kedusha that we have. And if I discover more Kedusha, that becomes a Mechayev, that obligates me to do things differently in life. So therefore, often, says the Piazetzna, what do we do? We just wall off our feelings. I just wall it off. I pretend like I don't feel. And in the moment that I'm beginning to feel something, I, like, I stop it. I stop it. I don't want it to get too intense. I don't want it. And people do this in all different ways, right? Some people do it with humor, right? Everything's a joke, right? Some people do it with cynicism and sarcasm. Just again, and I will say, but you know, when you see someone who always has to crack a joke and always has to become cynical and sarcasm, that's actually a person who is sitting on a wellspring of emotion. They're just like a scared little child unwilling to wade into it because if I allow myself to feel it then there's no telling what could happen so instead we wall it off and we all wall it off not we all many of us wall it off in different ways so we're continuing on that theme the Piazetzna continues on the last paragraph on page 27 I will say tonight is really an incredibly exceptional piece so the Piazetzna writes Lizos so first of all, before we go on, therefore the Piaget says, so what's the goal of the Jew? The goal of the Jew is that when you, when you feel something, what do you have to do? What do you have to allow yourself to experience it? Right? Don't, don't shut it down. Allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to experience it. So the Piaget says, Lizos, Maseres u'machrezes chavarasinu l'chol echa mechavrenu. 
Shabbos say, this is, what, this is what we're calling out to every member of the Hevra. Know how to look inside of yourself. And whenever something happens inside of you or outside of you, because we'll say, what we're going to really see, what the PHS is going to be describing over here. Oh, first of all, I forgot to, I forgot to thank uh, Steve, who are our sponsors for tonight. Who's it on the chat? Steve. Um, in memory of his, uh, in honor of his mother's yard site, which is good. I just want to make sure it would be sometime. I don't know, you're leaving. Uh, yeah, not till, not till. We have Shir next to Golza, Meretz Hashem. Beshach, the Nisham Hashem, and Aliyah, Meretz Hashem, the family in Nechama. Shkoch. And of course, a very special thank you to Yonason Kaplan, who uh, prepared the beautiful spread for tonight. And Chavri, you should just know a very special thank you to Steve Golaskov. Steve, make sure. I have the easy part of this job. I just have to show up and teach Torah. Steve has the hard part of this job, which is coordinating that there's food, that there's mashka, that it doesn't run out, that people are happy, that it's, it has to be the right level of unhealthiness. You know, in every single show, it's very important. It's very, it's very important. Right, so, so Mamish, like, already comes Tuesday. Comes Tuesday, Steve is already thinking about this show. So, however, just know, things really never happen on their own. There's usually, there's a Steve who's driving everything from behind the scenes. So, one more sponsor, uh, Chad Kaplan, memory of Yechil Gershon Ben-Amanitzak, his grandfather, and see David Ben Seal, is that right? His great uncle on Zion Shabbat. And how he sponsored the food. Shkoyach, 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 to, who know how to look at things. What do you have to look at? So, of course, I will say, it goes without saying that you have to look at what's happening outside of you. But just as important as looking on, at what's going on outside of you is what? What's going on inside of you. What's happening inside of me? Do I have an awareness of, of the feelings of that I'm experiencing? Am I a self-aware enough person to know what is going on? He says, and it's not just enough even to look. In other words, a person could say, sure, I'm self-aware. I'm feeling happy right now. Okay? That's not, what the, that's not the self-awareness that P.S. Jetson is describing. What is he describing? If you're feeling happy, what does the P.S. Jetson say? What do I need to do? What's the next step? What's the next up? So first, excellent Davin, beautiful. I have to ride the wave of that emotion. But now what he's also discussing over here is, so why do you feel happy? In other words, we're, we're, remember, you know, as you saw in the last year, the Piaget said that feelings, that emotions, they stem from the neshama. Feelings and emotions are the way that the neshama communicates with me about what's going on, right? The neshama doesn't talk. The neshama communicates through feelings. So when I feel happy, that's my neshama communicating with me. I feel unsettled. I feel sad. I feel depressed. That's the neshama communicating with me as well. But the only way you know what the neshama is saying is if you take the time to try to intuit, to try to understand what is the message. So skip actually a little bit. He says, the last two lines. Turn the page. So this is incredible. The Piagetsna says, you know, it will say people have different emotional states, right? Like, like if you can imagine, what's the name of the heart monitor? 
EKG. Right? EKG. Right? So we'll say, so the same way like there's an EKG, right? It measures, it measures the heartbeats. So there, there's also like an emotional EKG. In other words, so there are times in life where my emotional, my emotional, um, what's the word? My emotional, um, yeah, or, 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 my, or my emotions, my emotions are remaining at like a pretty base. Like, oh, there's a little up, there's a little down. So sometimes in those type of situations, it's easy to kind of not look into why the way I'm feeling a certain way because there's no major departure. In other words, it's kind of, it's kind of baseline. It's kind of baseline. On the other hand, the Peter Jetson says sometimes, right, there are massive peaks and massive valleys in the way that I'm feeling emotionally. And the Peter Jetson says we never take the time to think about that. And we never take the time to analyze that. And the PHS says, understand what that is. You know what, the boss, you know what that's like? You know what that's like? That's like getting a piece of mail and not opening it. Right? Imagine a piece of mail that was marked very important. Right? You get in the mail and imagine just leaving it on your counter for weeks on ends. I'm assuming it's not a bill, right? 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 So, so imagine you, you, you just leave it. No one would do that. It says important. Of course, I have to open it to see what's going on. Piagetsna says that sometimes the Neshama delivers these major, important, emotional messages, but I don't check the mail. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't open the envelope. I just don't stop to think and to understand why is it that I'm feeling this way. He goes on, he says... We think about the fact that, let's say, all of us, this is all of us, we feel one way on the night of Yom Kippur, a different way on the night of Rosh Hashanah, and still a different way on the night of the Seder. Why is that? Why is that? Like, what, 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 what's, what's the pshat? With those differences in feelings, what what is it? And of course, the answer is the answer. Is, or there's not an answer, but the answer is because my neshama is telegraphing something different in each of those major moments. But if I never take the time to just think about what the message is, it comes and it goes. Lachain anu masirim. Therefore, we are we are we are warning, so to speak. Lameid es atzmicha lehistakel. I will say this is such a great line. Lamed is Teach yourself to look. Teach yourself to look. Or better stated also, teach yourself to investigate. When you feel a certain way, when you feel a certain way, see I will say, all kidding aside, right? People think that this is just like the purview of therapists, right? That therapists are there to help you understand why you feel a certain way. That is true. That is true. But with with all, with all deference of you also could sometimes do that on your own. In other words, I don't, I don't need, I don't, we see, it's interesting, in the world of feelings, it's almost like for some reason, like the Piaget said, because we wall it off, we think that we can't figure out emotional things on our own. So therefore, by definition, by definition, like we outsource the interpretation of emotion to professionals, which of course, sometimes you have to do. And often again, sometimes people outside of me are able to see things about me that I can't see about myself. That's 100% true. But there's a lot of circumstances in life where I just, are, are you looking? Are you looking? You felt happy today? You felt happy today? So Why? Why? Like, why do you think that is? What? What, did you, what is it? And, and again, I both said, wouldn't it be just such a fascinating exercise that when you feel a certain way, to, to kind of to kind of analyze where is that coming from? 
What is that source of happiness coming from? What is that source of sadness? Where is it emanating from? And to be able to understand what it is in life that drives me to feel a certain way, and on a deeper level, to be able to hear what the Neshama is dispatching to me. And about something amazing happens, which is, when I look, this is incredible, when I look for the roots of my emotional experience, you know what I'm really looking for? I'm looking for Hashem. And I say, just follow this, follow this, follow this progression. According to the Piazetzna, where does emotion come from? Where does emotion come from? The neshama, right? Emotion is the language of the neshama. The neshama dispatches emotions, sends it to the body. Now, as we spoke about the last year, sometimes the body totally corrupts the message of the emotion, but that's where it comes from. They both say, what's the neshama? What's, what's the neshama? Like the ba- Excellent. The Balatanya says, It's a spark. It's a piece of the ribono shalom. So I both say, so when I investigate emotion, I'm really trying to find my neshama. And when I'm trying to find my neshama, what I'm really trying to do is find the Ribbono Shalom. That's what's happening. So the Piyajetzna says, the pursuit of understanding why I feel the way that I feel is in reality a search for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you'll say, I, where will you find God? Bicha. <laughs> where do you find HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It's very simple. People are spending their lives looking for God. You don't have to look very far. God's in you. God's in you. You want to find the Kaddish Baruch Hu? Just look inside. Just look inward. Just, just introspect. Hashem is in me, and Hashem is all around me. So this is incredible. In order, people say, this is so... And sometimes you hear these words of the Piazetzna, and you wonder like, what the Piazetzna would say in 2023. The Piazetzna said, so what, what, do you, what do you have to do? What do you have to do in order to be able to connect with the emotion, connect with your neshama, connect with the kashbarach, what do you need to do? Slow down. Slow down. Look at the If you really want to understand the source of emotion, you want to understand the message of the neshama, you want to find that kadosh baruch hu, you have to distance yourself from the fast nature, the fast pace of life. You gotta slow it down. You have to slow it down. I will say, you know, you recently this, and the Piazetzin was writing this again in the 20s. Right? Can you imagine, like today, you know, there's a Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky's Yechazad Kivracha quotes that um, he had a whole piece about multitasking, and he quoted Rabbi Mendel of Riminov. Rabbi Mendel Riminov lamented the day that they paved the roads. Right? Why? So the Rabbi said, Rabbi Mendel Riminov said, because before they paved the road, what would happen? You would travel by day. Then the sun would go down. What would occur? You'd have to check into an inn. And what would you do at the inn? You'd eat dinner. And what else would you do? You would talk with people. Because there are people, other people in the inn. And he said, you'd fabreng a little bit, make a lechayim, share some, share some Torah. You'd have a ma'ariv. You'd have a ma'ariv. And then what would you do? You went to sleep. You went to sleep. So the Rabbi said, now that they paved the road, people are going to travel by day and by night and no one's going to have time for anything. So Rabbi writes, can you imagine from Mendel of Rimenov we're here today? I will say, you know, I thought about this, like, you know, to me, you know, this became like mo- most acute, most acute, which, 
that sounds serious. Right? So, so you know when it comes out so cute, it's like, you know, like I see like like the eye watch. Like the eye watch. The eye watch is so symptomatic. It's great, by the way, don't get me wrong, right? right so, but it's but it's so it's so it's so symptomatic. It's so symptomatic of like of what of what becomes like so challenging in society. Okay, so have a phone, all right, we all have a phone, and we know like it's an Isayon to stay off your phone. Like it is, like, like, which is ridiculous, which is absolutely ridiculous. But like for many of us, like I can't go two minutes, three minutes without just like checking, right? As if like somebody's sending me like the nuclear launch codes, you know, <laughs> by the way, which might be in your email box, considering all of the classified documents that, that, are, that are everywhere. Check your spam, check your spam. It may actually, it may actually be there. I say, so, 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 so what's your So now what happens now? I would say it's not, it's not enough that it's on your phone. It's not enough. It's not enough because if your phone is not within arm's reach, right? Boom, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here. I, I don't know, I know what the is. I don't know if it's that your phone's not in arm reach, it's, it's easier to go like this, and it's like this. So, and again, of course, again, I'm not Amish. Does, te- does technology have its, of course. And I will say, but it is interesting to see that our, the, li- the, the, the pace of our lives is getting faster and faster and faster. And it's just important to point out that as the pace increases, our detachment from the self becomes more amplified, right? The more I'm moving, the more I'm doing, the faster the pace, I may be actually accomplishing more things. It's actually quite possible. I may be, I may be. But at the end of the day, I know myself less and less. And we know this. We, we, we know this to be true. We know this absolutely to be true. And the Piaget's the writes, you want to go ahead and understand your neshama? You want to understand the language of emotion? You want to find Hashem? Pump the brakes. You're going to have to slow it down. Because the process of introspection and the process of understanding the language of emotion requires time, requires thought. Again, not, not hours on end sitting in a quiet forest. But it does require, I will say, think about it just a moment. When was the last time you had an emotional high? Either sadness, either sadness or happiness. And like you took a step back and you said, okay, let me analyze why am I feeling this way? I don't know. Like unless like you have to because you're facing like a concrete problem or you're with a professional who's helping you work through this. We don't do this because of the pace of life. Just because of the pace. But yet the Rebbe says something amazing. Look what he writes. Ki'ein hamahir mitbonein. Oh, right. Ki'ein hamahir mitbonein, right? Ultimately, someone who is always rushing, someone who is in perpetual motion, is not contemplative. Well, say, isn't that incredible? Is not contemplative. I say, you know, even if you think about it, it used to be, well, whatever, okay, I'm giving up enough, enough, mashallah. Right? So I'll say, so, but, but like, even in the car, I'm not such an old person, not such an old person. And I will say, but, but I will tell you, like, okay, most of you are young here, but like, I remember, I remember, even like when you first got your driver's license, before CDs, certainly again, no podcast, no, nothing like that, there was even a concept that like in the car, and certainly no Bluetooth, you know, not, not, nothing, 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 right? What did you used to do in the car? Tape deck. Right? Tape deck, A-track. <laughs> also something else, also something else. 
push radio. It was quiet. It was quiet. Yeah, never. I don't know. I had quiet time. Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right, let me reframe it. If you weren't listening to the radio, right? You weren't listening to the radio, right? Again, even not all cars came with tape decks or cassettes or everything like that. So let me say again, there was. I, I remember as a kid. I'm not, I'm not like I wasn't a contemplative teenager, but but you know, again, but there's definitely times where it was just quiet. We'll say, think about when was the last time you were in your car and it was quiet. It was quiet. It was quiet. Now forget about it. Now Baruch Hashem, you could actually answer all of your WhatsApps, your text messages, your emails while you're driving. While you're driving. No, I don't even mean like this. I mean just, you know, just, just verbally. Even Dafyomi you could do. Right? Which, which again, listen, I want to be clear. Is it beautiful and is it wonderful? Of course. It, it's fantastic. I'm just pointing out that this is our challenge, right? The Piaget says, see, let's say one of the major reasons, I just want to point out, We've been doing this safer now for a couple of months. Right? And I think we'd all agree that it's absolutely transformative in every single way. But yet, I would also, t- I would also say that a lot of times we come out of a shear and we're like, I feel that my neshama knows what the Piagetzna is saying, but I don't really understand what the Piagetzna is saying. Right? My heart, my neshama understands it, my mind doesn't. And I'm say, there's a very good reason for that. Because everything the Piagetzna is writing is predicated on being a thoughtful and contemplative person. And I will say, if we're honest, most of us are not thoughtful and contemplative people. I mean, we're thoughtful. In other words, I'm not, I don't mean like thoughtful, like I'm, I'm kind, like I'm not going to hurt someone's feelings, but I mean like thoughtful in terms of that I'm the kind of person that retreats into myself for some amount of time each day, his boninus, his bodidus, to really think about what I'm doing, who I'm doing, and again, and maybe you'll say, well, you do it now, Chances are, if you say you do it now, you're probably retired, right? right? But, but, but Lamaisa, right? But, but Lamaisa, which, which is great, which is fantastic, right? But it's not a challenge when you're retired. I mean, it is a challenge because you can occupy yourself. But, but I can't wait to do things until I'm retired. I also have to do it now in life. So part of why we also have difficulty wrapping our head around this stuff is because it requires us to be contemplative people. To be contemplative people requires us to slow down. Slowing down, no, 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 just the opposite, right? I'm ramping up. I'm taking on more, I'm doing more, I'm accomplishing more, which in certain respects is beautiful. But there's this hole, there's this hole in my life that I could only fill, says the Piaget's, no? If I slow it down and contemplate. He gives an example of this. So we'll listen to this. He says, but those lines, we'll say, those lines are incredible. He says, If you live life constantly in the fast lane, there is no time for introspection. And if there's no type of introspection, you don't know your neshama. And if you don't know your neshama, you don't know the language of emotion. And if you don't know language of, I should say, if you don't slow down, you don't know language of emotion. If you don't know language of emotion, you don't know your neshama. And if you don't know your neshama, guess who else you don't know? You don't know the Ribbon Yes? One thing I, I don't recall, maybe you address this. Is every emotion real? For example, not every emotion is good. Correct, but every emotion comes from something. But, so, but how do we, how do you know, or how does he told us which emotions you're doing? For example, say take um, sadness. So, a person feels an emotion of sadness, but if he if he internalizes that sadness, then maybe he won't be able to continue going on with his life. hundred percent. We're we're gonna see all of this, but the most basic answer is the first step is stop to think why you're feeling this way. That, that, that's, in other words, identify the root. Identify the root. No, how many times does it happen in life? 
I have this all the time. I'm upset about something. I'm upset about something. If I catch myself and spend 30 seconds of introspection and then say, okay, why am I upset? Why am I upset? What happens nine times out of 10? Nine times out of 10, I realize, you know what? This is foolish. This is, th- th- this is just foolish. This doesn't make any sense. I'm about to literally, again, derail the rest of my day, probably get angry at a whole bunch of other people, be brightest. It's going to come out in all negative ways. And that's, all the, that, that's, that's the starting point. Just like, okay, you're feeling it. Before we get into, is it real? Is it not real? Is it good? Is it not good? Stop. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? So sometimes it's narishkeit. It's bad. It's not a good emotion. It's false. It's hevel. It's sheker. But sometimes it's an Hashem talking to me. But I'll never know how to be mavchin those things if I don't stop and introspect. Look at the mashal he gives. Now, by the way, he does give another mashal. He said, he, well, more, more, she said before the mashal, So listen to this. So, so, here, so here the Piazzetta says, you know, you need to slow down. But don't slow down too much. Don't slow down too much. So I'll say, is, is, isn't this an incredible idea, right? Slow down, slow down, but not too much. Why? What happens if you slow down too much? I'll say, what happens? Number one, he says, you become lazy. <laughs> you become lazy. Number two, he says, you fall into the clutches of atzvos, of sadness. Isn't that profound? Because if you slow down too much, then I stop accomplishing as much as I can. I will say, more often than not, in the Piaget's, those of you are going to see, where does sadness come from? Where, where, right, if we look at emotion as the language of the soul, so where does sadness come from? If I'm honest, sadness comes from underachievement. Sadness comes from underachievement. And I will say it's true, by the way, right? Think about it. One of the moments when you're happiest in life, we spoke about this last year, it's not when you're on vacation, right? Vacation is very nice. But most of us, usually, again, you know, whether it takes you a couple of hours or a couple of days, everyone has that moment where how do they feel on vacation? Right? I'm ready to go home. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go home. Right? Like I said, some people take a couple of hours. Some people, they don't even get to where the destination and they're already ready to turn around. Other people, whatever. But, but La Mesa, it, that's not, I'm happiest when like, I have a productive day. When I feel like I'm performing. When I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. Like, like I am working. I am working. That's when I feel happy. Conversely, says the Piagetsna, if I slow down too much, and as a result of slowing down, I underperform. That creates atzvos. That creates a sense of sadness. And I will say, he gives a tremendous mushal over here. So now let, let's illustrate this concept, right? So now we understand, we understand the framework that the Piagetzna is, is, is framing for us. Let's plug it in now to a real-life example of where there's a dramatic emotional experience that's happening but I may or may not be aware of it. So I want to say, look at this. Middle of page 28. Lamashal. Paragraph that starts Lamashal. Lamashal. Get ready for this. You're sitting at Shalashudis with a group of Chasidim. Because there's no other way to have Shalashudis than with a group of Chasidim. Right? Right? You're having... All of us are... We're all Chasidim. We've learned the Pijatsna. We're Chasidim and Pijatsna. What's the Shiloh? Okay, so again, I'm sitting on Shabbos with a group of Chasidim. Shalashudis. Now look what he writes. Tell me, is it possible to go through a shalashudas and not feel something? Right? Is it possible? Is it possible not to feel something? Hatzadikim amru. So the Rebbe writes over here. The tzadikim said, "Sheshas shalashudas he asha yafa sha achas b'tshuva ma'isetovu ba'olam azeh mikol chayei olam." What's that? The Gemara says 
that one hour, one or one moment of, in this world of tshuva and good deeds is better than an eternity, than an eternity in Olam Haba, in the world to come. I will say, what's the, what, during the week, what's the one moment, the Shah Achas of Tshuva and Maisim Tov, and the Piazetna says, Shalashudas. Shalashudas is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, it's the Holy of the Holies of the Week. He says, he quotes over here again, it's Fadlon Sheshamati, Shamagi Mi Koshnitz, Zatzal Omer. So let's listen to this. The Koshnitz Shamagit said, Bishalosh Sudos, Shebe Bechinas, Tzadikim Yoshvim, Vaataraseim Berashehem, Venenim Mizivashkino. They both say, what happens during, this is so beautiful, what happens during Shalashodis? It's as if the tzaddikim are sitting, their crowns are on their head, and they are benefiting from the divine presence. They both say, where is that phrase from? That's from the Rambam, Hilchos Tshuva, that speaks about Olam Haba. That's how the Rambam describes Olam Haba. Tzaddikim Yoshvin, that tzaddikim are sitting around the Shekhinah, their crowns of their good deeds are on their head. They derive benefits from the Shekhinah. So the Kajnetzer Magid takes the wording of the Rambam and he says, you want to know where you could experience this in this world? Shalashodis. Shalashodis is the moment of incredible closeness and intimacy with Hashem. Viata. Tell me, do you feel anything during Shalashodis? Do you feel it? Do you, do you feel this description? There's a moment, Shalashodis is a moment that is holier and better than, eterna, than eternal life in the world to come. And the Piaget says, somehow what? Somehow, I don't even feel it. Somehow, I don't feel it. Somehow, it just goes by, and I don't even experience it. Betach, secha mefata So I'll say, so now what happens? So now I know what Shalashodis is. I know that Shalashodis is Olam Haba. I know that Shalashodis is, right? Literally, again, Yafa, it's a Sha'achas, B'tshuva, Maisim Tovin. So now, but, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't really feel it. So what happens? So it's okay. Because the Yitzhahara comes along and says, don't worry about it. Of course you don't feel it. Who are you? You you think you're the Kajnitz or Magid, right? You 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 think you're a tzaddik. You think you're a rebbe. You think you're someone special. You're just a regular guy. So the most you're going to feel during Shalashodis is indigestion, right? That that's right. That's the most, right? That's the most you can have Shalashodis, right? You're not going to feel anything. You're not going to feel anything. You're not going to get anything because after all, you're not a tzaddik. You're not the Kajnitz or Magid. So the says. But that's just the Yitzhar trying to derail me. Hmm. You're right, I'm not the Kajnetzer Magid. I'm not the Kajnetzer Magid. But I'm, I'm a Heligatai Rayid. I'm a special Jew. I'm a special holy Jew. So I might not be the Kajnetzer Magid. But I'm absolutely capable of feeling these things during Shalashodis. Hashem Yisprach Machusava Kamashala. Vemet Sadikim Zichusia Gyanan Hergishu. Vis Angomik Tushasi Yisprach Mechinas Reisha. Ato alkoponim at bechinas akavaim. Oh, akavaim dakavaim the kedusha targish. Shabbos so say you're right. Maybe the kajnitzer magid felt the kedusha of shalashudis in his entire body. So I'm not the kajnitzer magid. But if I can't feel it in my entire body, at least I can feel it where? In my heel. I can feel it in my pinky toe. I can feel it a little bit. I can feel it. In other words, I'm capable of feeling something. Gamata margish aval betach gam atamagish bacha es hashalash suudos. But one thing is clear, the Piazzetta says, you can feel Shalashodis. 
You can feel it. You can feel it if you want to feel it. Gam libcha umocha misnanim misdazim mikol ram agalgal kagole hamer kava shorim derech nafshka. Rabbi said, "This is incredible. Listen to these words." He says, "You know what happens in Shalosh? This the chariot of the Ribbono Shal Olam is literally riding through my neshama." So the Piyazetna says, "Who cannot? Who cannot shake? Not shake out of fear. Not shake out of fear. Shake out of awe and out of love and out of appreciation." That the chariot of the Ribbono Shal Olam is literally riding through my soul. Who doesn't hear the wheels of that chariot turning? They'll say, what's the problem? The problem is not with the experience. The problem is with my unwillingness to connect with the experience. In other words, you hear what the PHS is describing over here, and this is such a simple example. This is just Shal Shudas. Let's say Shal Shudas every single week. Every single week. He'll say, so the Piazetna says, you have the event every week, but do you allow yourself to feel the experience each and every week? Do you know what's going on? And do you allow yourself to tap into it? And yet a whole shalash of this could go by. And what happens? I'm not even cognizant of all of the incredible and overwhelming things that are happening right inside of my neshama. Kol ish. Tzarek le'istakel kifi matzavo. Ba'istaklis pshutu b'shal ha'shudas l'mash le'ikach. Avra alecha ha'shabes. So now, what the P- so I, I want to point out, this is not a shira on shal ha'shudas. The Piazetna is just using shal ha'shudas as an example of how sometimes we just fail to connect with the deeper emotional dimension of the things that are happening around us. What is Shalashudah, says the Piyajatzna? It's Sadikim Yoshvim, Va'atarasem Barashehem, Venenem Izivashkina. It's the chariot of the Ribbono Shal Olam riding right through my Neshama. So the Piyajat says, okay, maybe, you, maybe you're not feeling all of that. Okay, could be. Could be, maybe you're not feeling all of that. The Piyajatzna says, however, there's still a basic level. Every person has to connect with the emotional dynamic of Shalashudis in accordance with his own level. For example, what's the simple, the level of simple connection with Shalashudis? Simple connection. Avra lecha Shabbos. Most of the time Shalashudis comes, Shabbos is almost over. Yom kulo shal kidusha. What's happened over Shabbos? An entire day of kidusha. So say again, from the heavens, a layer of sanctity has been conferred upon me. And I've sanctified myself over Shabbos. But say page 29. Have I sanctified myself on Shabbos? Have I done that? Listen to this. First of all, you didn't go to work. You didn't go to work. You didn't go to the office. You didn't go to the store. You didn't go to the mall. Right? You did not engage in frivolous behavior. Hopefully. Right? right? So, she'll say, it's pretty clear. The Piazetna Shabbos was maybe a little bit different than ours. Right? She'll say, so again, the Piazetna says, you carved out time for introspection. You carved out time to be alone with yourself. And with your friends, and with your friends, you learn Torah, you learn Chasidos. 
I cleansed myself from any dust and dirt which accumulated on me over the course of the week. So again, the Piazzetta is just describing over here, just like de facto, what do I accomplish on Shabbos? Folks, I think about this. What have I accomplished on Shabbos? I haven't gone to work for a day. Right? I've distanced myself from many of those mundane weekday activities. I haven't gone to the mall, to the marketplace, to the store. Right? Hopefully I've carved out a little bit of time to introspect. I've learned Torah, hopefully a little bit. Myself, my friends. I've distanced myself from all of the negative things I do during the week that bring me down. We'll say what happens over Shabbos. Every moment that Shabbos goes by, I feel myself becoming holier and holier. And from one level of holiness to another level of holiness. So again, so now, he's talking about, even if you don't feel the chariots of God running through your soul, right? And even if you don't feel like you're at tzaddik sitting, right, benefiting... Shabbos, by definition, has a cathartic effect on us simply because we abstain from doing certain everyday mundane things. And I bolster myself with holiness by engaging in some level of introspection and growth. The Rebbe goes on, he says, So this is beautiful. Until the point that I come to Shalash with this, everything comes to an apex, to a zenith at Shalash with this. Because what happens to Shalash with I'm hungry. I'm hungry at Shalash with this. But I'm not hungry, says the Piaget, that's not for meat. Hmm. I'm not hungry for fish. What am I hungry for? I'm hungry. Egg salad, right? Egg salad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? Right? What am I hungry for? I'm hung. You're lucky you were sitting there and said that, by the way. If you were sitting over here, would have been like a mother's, like a, like a, so, 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 so what happens? Says the Piazzetta, no? I'm hungry for the Ribbon Shalom. I'm hungry for Hashem. I'm, I'm doing Shalom. By the time I get to Shalom, I'm almost a day into Shabbos. I'm a different person. By the way, I want to point out, this is true. Even if at the end of the day, I didn't do some of the dynamic things that Piazzetta described. Just simply, I haven't gone to work. I spent a little bit more time davening. I wasn't shul. I was with my friends. And we'll say, again, you know the power of making lachaim with another Jew, of celebrating Shabbos with another Jew, of spending time with your family. All of these things are meaningful things that lift me up higher and higher to the point that I get to Shalashudis and I'm a different person. The kind of person who's not yearning for meat and for, and for fish, but kind of person who's yearning for closeness with that Kaddish Baruch so I'll say, now listen to this. V'yoshev, atem chavirecha, gam kem vak shepin Hashem. And I come to Shalash for this. And again, I'm sitting at Shalash for this with my friends. And all together, together, we're, we're trying to find that Kaddish Baruch Hu. And I'll say, he writes, v'bechoshech atem yoshev. So I'll say, by many of the Hasidim, so Shalash for this is in the dark. Shalash for this is done in the dark. Now, why shall shudis in the dark? He says, "Minhagi Yisrael Torahim." It's a minhag Yisrael to do shall shudis in the dark. Ki masimim masimim heim es puulas agof lematzav anefesh baosasha. Because we'll say by closing the lights with dark, well, not closing lights, by by having shall shudis in darkness, what you do is you equate, you bring the body and the soul on the same level. I will say, watch what the Piyazetzna says. Ki is choshech vi is choshech. Eitz la shemis parach kasov yashas choshech sisro. 
And we'll say, you know, the closer you get to Hashem, it's going to sound strange when I first say it, but then it'll make sense. The closer you get to Hashem, I will say, the darker it is. Meaning what? I will say, if you look in the Chumash, so every single time the Ribbono Shalolam is described, what's always accompanying Hashem? An Anan, a cloud. Right? What does a cloud do? A cloud blocks visibility. It blocks visibility. It's almost as if the closer you come to Hashem, the less you see. Which makes sense, because the closer I come, the, real, the more I realize that what? I think that I know everything because I see everything. Right? But the closer I come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I realize that I actually don't know most things in life. Even though I see it, I don't know it. You know, Rabbi Nachman has this beautiful idea. The Rebbe says, why is it that when we say, Shema Hashem Echad, we close our eyes? The Rebbe says, sometimes because the only way to see clearly in life is to cover your eyes. So I say, sometimes the eyes deceive, right? And I think that what I see is true. I think that what I see is correct. And meanwhile, often the world is upside down. My, my gauge is, is, is misaligned. So the Rebbe says, you sit in Shalashud, because what happens in Shalashud? This, see, in the dark, the body can't do anything. So the body's not doing anything, the body, the body can't act, and the neshama is also in the dark, because the closer it gets to HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, the darker things become. So I come to Shalashudis, and now what's happened to Shalashudis is like this equilibrium between body and soul. The body is in the dark, the soul is in the dark. I've spent almost 24 hours away from anything worldly or anything material, more, more right? Anything melachadik. And now again, suddenly I'm in this closest place to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you sit in the dark, the body can't see the physical trappings of the world either. So the soul is in the dark because the soul has never been closer to Hashem. The body's in the dark because the body's removed from all of the physical things of Olam Hazeh. Everything is in the dark. Vashem mistater b'choshech. And who else is in the dark or what else is in the dark? The Rebano Shalom, right? Everything is in the dark. Everything in the dark. So the Rebbe goes on, he says, So it's quite beautiful. And after an entire Shabbos, right? After an entire Shabbos of searching for Hashem, I come to Shalashudis and what's happened? I've found him. I've found him. I've finally found the Rebono Shalom, ultimately who I have been looking for. The entire room of Shalashud is right. Everything is filled with the assembly of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And again, let's listen to what he's describing over here. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting in Shalashud in the dark, says the Rebbe, and the room is filled. Who is the room filled with? The room is filled with the entire assembly of the Rebbe Shalom, the entire heavenly host. They call call the entire room of Shalashudis is filled with literally the throngs of Malachim of HaKadosh Baruch And what's my job doing Shalashudis? To push my way through the throngs of Malachim in order to get 
to the Holy of Holies. All I want, they both say, what's the, what's the successful shalosh of this? I just want to push my way through the throngs and ultimately get myself to the Holy of Holies. So if I knew that I could sustain this experience forever, how happy would I be? Right? If I knew that I could stay in Shalashudis, that I could create the Shalashudis experience and remain within it my whole life, how happy I would be. But I know in Shalashudis, what's going to happen? Another minute. What's going to happen? I will say it's interesting. Sometimes it's, right, what's going to happen? The two, the two saddest words of the entire Shabbos. What are those two saddest words of, of, of the entire Shabbos? Vuhurachum. Vuhurachum, right? Vuhurachum. That's it, right? Once, once that Vuhurachum starts, I will say, right, everything changes. It's in that moment, right? Everything fundamentally changes. We're going to make Havdalah. V'shuv tipoli mosachol. And again, I'm going to come back to, uh, to the weekdays. V'naf And I'm sad. I'm sad. Eich tipol, page 30. Mina choshech, shamayim, erpeli toar, vela choshech, vela choshech, mitzrayim, choshchos, hatsaros, tsaros, tsaros, haguf, va nefesh gam yachas. Well, so we'll have to stop over here for tonight. Sorry for tonight. And I'm leaving off. Well, actually, it's just one more line. He says, he says, um, let me skip a little bit. Just, I said, well, the choshech, mitzrayim, choshchos, hatsaros, tsaros, haguf, va nefesh gam yachad. Tirad v'targish. So we'll say, so I have this incredible moment of elation, spiritual elation, of literally again, Sadikim Yoshim Ba'atarosim Ba'rashem Ben'enem B'ziv Ha'shchimla. That's Shalashodis. And now, I realize again, Havdalah, V'hurachum, and everything goes back to the way that it was. And there's a sadness. As Shtehen Ata Margish, Ata Ketz Hayomim, V'Ketz Hayomim Marom, Kito Shalakdusha, V'Ketz Nemichu Shalachol, Ha'chei Gavni Shalachashucha Ne'evakim Ata B'cha, B'shalosh Su'udos. So what says, listen to what, okay, this will really have to stop over here. Today we you know what's happening during Shalashudis? There are two darknesses that are like fighting inside of me. What are the two darknesses? There's the darkness of Shalashudis. What's the darkness? The darkness of Shalashudis is the darkness of holiness, right? The darkness of the cloud, of the unknown, closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then there's the darkness of the weekdays. And they're both fighting inside of me during Shalat So I will say, so we'll stop over here for tonight. But again, so we, we haven't finished. I just want to point out we haven't finished yet. But remember again, what, what is the Piagetzna highlighting for us, right? What, what are we trying to accomplish? We're just trying to accomplish, says the Piagetzna, is that in every single experience in life, there is dramatic emotion. I will say, by the way, let me just ask you, have you ever in your life heard Shalat described this way? Have you ever heard anything like this in your life? Ravid, Ravid, Holy of Holy, we hear, we hear, Shalosh is the holiest time of the year. It's like the Yichud room in the Chasa. We hear it. Have you ever heard someone describe the Kiddush of Shalosh the beautiful, holy darkness of Shalosh like this? And Abosai, this happens every single week. Every single week. Egg salad or no egg salad. Right? It happens every single week. And Abosai, so what's the chap or what's the challenge? The challenge says the Piazetzna is... We often just don't plug into it. We just don't plug into it. We're just not allowing ourselves to feel the full scope of the emotional experience. And Shalashudis, I will say, is just one example in life. There are hundreds, maybe even thousands of other examples of dynamic, emotional events that could fundamentally transform us as individuals. 
if we allowed ourselves to feel it. And when we allow ourselves to feel things, we connect with the Neshama, we connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and ultimately then we're able to understand the messages that are being dispatched to us. But if we remain aloof and detached from emotion, then we lose out on an entire dimension of existence. We're supposed to stop over for today. We're going to continue. We're going to finish off with Shalosh Hudis and Merit Hashem next week. Shalosh Hudis will never be the same.